When I tell you that I just finished this episode of Mad Men, I mean, I literally just finished it. I am still watching the credits roll, and uh, yeah, now I'm five episodes in. Uh, and, you know, Don Draper, he just uh, doesn't exist. He's not a real thing. He is a figment of someone's imagination. He is, the, he is trying to create the perfect life. Uh, and I have to tell you, a couple episodes ago, I thought I spoiled myself on something huge. So there was that episode where Don Draper got recognized on the train by someone using a different name. I think it was Tim or Tom. They said it in this episode. I've already forgotten. Um, Whitman, maybe. I think Tom Whitman. And... Uh, I just thought, oh, that's weird, some mistaken identity, but but Don didn't uh, correct the guy. That's weird. Why would he do that, you know? Uh, then I, very quickly, after, the ep- after I did my episode, I went to Wikipedia because I wanted to check something. I, I think I wanted to check an actor's name or something. And it said, oh, you know, Don Draper, f- f- you, know, recogni- f- you know, the first time he was recognized as this guy. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I've spoiled something huge. With Mad Men, this is going to be like an ongoing thing for years to come, and then we're going to find out who this who Don Draper really is. And I spoiled myself, and I ruined Mad Men for me. Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't. I don't know. And just a couple episodes later, we get not a full payoff. Well, we do. Maybe we get the payoff. I don't know. But we realize that Don Draper was this other guy, changed his name to Don Draper uh, to start his new life, escaping his old life for whatever reason. Um, and at least now I can, you know, freely say, okay, Don Draper is this guy's creation. And when they say, oh, Don Draper's backstory, he could be Batman for all we know. Or, you know, we don't know. He doesn't talk about this much. It's because he's hiding all of this. Um, and we get a look at it in this episode when we meet his real life. Well, his real life. His previous um, existence, his previous life's brother. His little brother growing up, and he he saw him in the paper because he won an award. He recognized him, so he came to Sterling Cooper to uh, finally confront his brother and meet his brother. And Don, you know, shuffled them away, but you could see that he was shooken up. So he shuffled them away. I don't even know if that's a word, but I love saying shooken. Shuffles them away, and they're in a meeting. When he comes back from the meeting, what I love is I love stylistic way of shooting things and direction and I like when I noticed these things. Everyone else in the room was kind of in the shadow and there was just a light on Don's face and it was real subtle, but you could just it just put the focus on him and everyone's meeting and everyone's still talking about the meeting and he's sitting there just preoccupied thinking about, you know, probably thinking, "Oh my god, is everything that I've built here going about to go away? Am I going to be exposed? Um, I can't believe I've been found out." But he was found out by his younger brother. So he meets with the guy at a coffee shop and, uh, you know, basically says he, he admits it to us. He doesn't try to deny it anymore. So for us, we fully see the admission. Uh, and he's basically like, I don't want to see you. This didn't happen. I have, I have a life, you know, goodbye. Uh, but he was still preoccupied by it majorly uh, to the point where he gets a letter in the mail private peggy doesn't open it up and there's an old photo of him in his uh military garb 
with a younger version of his brother and just saying, you know, if you change your mind, uh, it was on Hotel Stationery 5G. Uh, and that was the name of the episode, 5G, and was also the fifth episode of Mad Men. So, you know, he could see he was wrestling with it, but he ends up burning the the picture. And I thought, Jesus, you know, but luckily, you know, if I smelled something burning in my house, I think I'd be like, hey, what the hell's going on? But you just light up a cigarette, cover it up. Um, but he he burns the thing, but he's still preoccupied, still thinking about it, finally decides he needs to see his brother. So he opens a drawer, looks at something, and they never show what it is. And I absolutely, I thought, they're are they really doing this or are they tricking us into do, into what we're thinking? Because my first thought was, he's pulling out a gun. Oh my God, he's going to wipe this this kid away and he's going to kill him and let, you know, to cover up his story. Is Don Draper this kind of guy? Like, I... I had no idea that he wasn't, quote-unquote, a real person. Maybe he's a psychopath. I don't know what this show is going to become. So I thought, oh, my God, it wouldn't be amazing if Mad Men is, the, the tale of Mad Men is John Draper being confronted by people who know him from his previous life, and he, he's secretly killing them one by one over the years. It's like a weird Dexter thing. Uh, I That would have been amazing. I don't, obviously, that, that doesn't seem to be what's happening, but... He meets with his brother, and you could just see the nervousness on his face. And his brother's like, "Oh, I'll get you this. I'll give you that. Do you want? Um, do you want uh, coffee?" And he's saying like, "Oh, um, your mother's gone. Your uncle's gone. No one, everyone's gone." And I'm thinking, "Oh man, he's saying that because no one's around to miss you." And uh, he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Of course, your uncle thought you were soft." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm not soft, am I?" I thought, "Oh man, he's gonna shoot him." They don't. They keep showing this nervousness on his face. He reaches for his bag. He pulls out five thousand dollars in cash, basically buying him off, saying, "Look, you need to go and leave me, and it needs to end here." But he does give him a big hug. Um, so maybe that's the end of. I don't know if that's the end of the storyline. I don't know if that's the end of this character. I don't know. What I like to do sometimes is when I'm watching a show, I like to pull up uh, IMDb and look at the actors uh, in the episode, see why I recognize them from someplace. But I don't want to do that with this one because I feel like if I look at this actor and it says, oh, he's on four episodes of Mad Men, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, he's coming back. We're going to see him again. I'm already spoiled. I like to be surprised when he comes back. So I, I, I hopefully I don't run across his IMDb page and see um, what is going on, see him coming back. Because if he does come back, I'd like it to be completely, you know, a surprise to me. Like I used to watch Lost and I used to know the actor's names and in the opening credits you see the actor listed. I thought, oh, he's going to be in this episode. And, uh, you know, things like that. I like to be spoiled. I like to be surprised. So, I, I mean, I don't like to be spoiled. I like to be surprised. I like things to happen. And it's tough when a show is, you know, this many years old to try to uh, not be spoiled on things. I screwed up a little bit, but not that much with the Don Draper um, previous identity. Now, that's not the only thing that happened in this episode. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot of other things that happened in this episode. Most of it was dealing with um, jealousy of different uh, guys working in the advertisement. So Kenneth Cosgrove. Now I remember his name. They say it enough in this episode. He published a short story in the Atlantic Monthly. They said he has two novels too. I assume that means these novels are written. I don't know if they're published. I mean, I assume this means these, I don't know if these novels are published out there. If they're just 
his personal thing. But the other guys, the other account execs were so jealous. One guy rips it out of the paper, basically saying, you know, like you did this, I should be doing this. Uh, and, you know, he rips it out of the magazine and later is like, I'm sorry, you know, I just, um, I didn't realize I was competing with you. And Ken just looks at him and goes, I won. And he walked, or you lost. And he walked away. And that was awesome. We don't know about much about this guy yet. This is really the first like expansion first look at, into anything extra with him so i don't know how much he's in the future i have no idea so far he's just been a bit player um but seeing that he has this other side of him the side that is a published uh writer was uh cool to see and seeing the other guys get jealous was funny i mean uh, pete most of all pulls out a short story that he said he worked on for a year i have no idea gives it to his wife to read she thought it was okay and he's like you have a friend that you used to date in publishing can you go get this published well she goes and gets the, the 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 meeting with this guy and he's like i miss you i miss you bad baby take me back and she's like i can't i can't and i don't know what the hell happened but it turns out she did get him published in boy's life that must have been the favor of hey thanks trudy um and she's like i could have got you in the new yorker or or, or uh was it reader's digest i could have got you in something else and he was like well why didn't you and she's like, I can't, you know, uh, Pete. And my thought is, wait, did Pete know that this guy would probably be looking for some loving? And was Pete okay with Trudy giving it up to get his story published? And what's funny is this all goes back to Pete's dad. He's like, my dad reads The Atlantic. So his dad's going to read The Atlantic, see a short story from someone who works at Sterling Cooper and it's not his son. And he's going to look at his son like, you know, what the hell? You? How come you don't aren't in the in the Atlantic? But he is in Boy's Life. He could be, you know, next to an exploding cigar advertisement. I used to get Boy's Life, I think, when I was in the Scouts. Um, I don't remember reading. I just remember looking for ads for cool knives, like Rambo knives. Um, I think that's. Oh well. Also, uh, Peggy overheard. Um, Don. I, I'm still going to call you Don. Don Draper. Peggy overheard Don talking to his girlfriend. Don went to his girlfriend's house and she's like, she, the girlfriend um, referred to herself as his medicine. It seems like that's almost the case where Don's all freaked out, shooken up and, um, or, you know, he's kind of, you know, not, just not all there. He's out, he's out to lunch sometimes with his family, but when he's with his girlfriend, it kind of squares him and grounds him. Um... And my first thought was, does this girlfriend know he's Don Draper? What if she knows him as the previous identity as well? But she called the office, so she obviously knows who Don Draper is. Um, and that's, that was that side of things. I'm trying to think what else we had. Uh, we had, oh, well, I, Peggy kind of realizing that Don has a girlfriend, trying to cover for him when he has a girlfriend, but really he was out with his brother uh, because the Draper family came in for a family photo. The family photos actually came out kind of funny, and Betty called her daughter fat, which was, you know, interesting. I don't know if that's going to be an ongoing thing, but I just, like, what an awful thing to say. And those photos, uh, they were, Don's look in every photo made me actually laugh. Um, so that was, was going on there. I'm trying to think, what else happened? I mean, the exec, oh, well, the, the account this week was um, for a bank. And they're talking about, literally, about having a bank account so you can step out on your wife and have a private fund so they don't see what's going on. I, it was funny they're talking about, well, you know, women 
don't really handle the banking. They don't really go into the bank. It's really a man's thing. Maybe we're targeting the, the women and we're targeting the family, but really should be targeting the man. And they come up with an executive account, basically a private account. The, 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 um, the account, you know, the slips come to the office discretionary. Really what it means is, you know, so you can have money to do whatever the hell you want behind your family's back, but it sounds fancy. And the bank, uh, the bank guy actually thought it was a really good idea because these guys are really doing it already. We just didn't have a uh, way of charging them or naming it. So that's advertising for you. Come up with something special that people are already doing. Give it a special name, charge people for it. Now they think they're getting special treatment. Really, they've already been doing it. Uh, and I think that covers most of this episode. We got to see Joan a little bit more. Um, she kind of knows how to play the game in the office, and she loves it, it seems like. She had a big smile on her face. She has no problem talking back to these guys in the office. And, and like she's, she is like the head woman, but she's only a woman in their minds. Um, and also, another thing I like to see, I like when there is a lot of action going on in a scene, but none of it has anything to do with the scene except as background. So like in the Sterling Cooper office, you know, we see Peggy walking through, but there's so much going on. People are having conversations. People are working at their desk. People are typing. Um, and none of it is has anything to do with the storyline. It's just part of the slice of life, part of what makes it feel real, you know, where you, you're, you're looking at Peggy in the distance and all this stuff is happening around you and all this stuff is happening simultaneously and it has to happen at the perfect time, you know, as far as when you're making the movie direction and everything, everyone has to have this, you know, talking and background, but none of it serves the purpose of the story. I just love little details like that. Uh, really, that is it, I think. I think I covered everything in this episode. Um, five episodes in of Mad Men, five episodes in of Made Man, and this episode was called 5G. It's funny, this is, I wonder if we're already at the point in the history of Mad Men when this has become like a phenomenon. You know, I'm looking back now, I already know Mad Men was a huge hit. There are only five episodes in on this show. They've already created a lot of intrigue with their main character, and great acting, great directing, um great characters and you know was it a huge hit five episodes in or was it like people start talking about it did it get huge buzz was it you know this big cultural thing already i'm I'm curious like when did it hit because who knows like they're making these episodes right now maybe they got a season pat you know amc gave them a season and they're making these things going you know i hope this Hope this um, catches on. We don't. They don't know what they're doing now. By season two, you know, then you realize you have a show, and you can kind of, you know, go for it. Where in this, you know, I don't know what that if that makes a difference, but like you know, you have fans, and you know, you can start telling these grandiose, long form stories. Whereas in this first season, I mean, not that they're not doing it, but you you have to think, you know, we're making the show. I hope it catches on. Well, obviously it caught on. I wouldn't be here if it didn't. Uh, and I'm going to be here again next week and every week for the foreseeable I'm going to be here next week and every week for the foreseeable future. Now, who knows? Maybe I'll have two episodes a week sometimes. I was thinking that, you know, watching one episode of Mad Men a week is tough. I want to watch another one. But if I watch it, I want to podcast about it right away. Do I want to wait a whole week before I put that podcast out? I don't know. But 
I've been doing it so far, and I've appreciated everyone who's been listening and downloading and subscribing. And I feel like there might even be some people out there whose last name isn't Morris who are listening and subscribing. Thank you, too. But thank you if your last name is Morris as well. I appreciate it. Now, where can you find me online? Well, on Twitter, MadeManPod. On Facebook, Fans Not Experts. The website is fansnotexperts.com. If you just go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, just search Made Man or search Mad Men. You should find us either way. So you can subscribe, download, tell your friends, make new friends, and then tell them. Help me. Help me be, achieve the status that I'm going for. Help me as I go on this journey to become a made man. Fans not experts.